Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? You doing okay? I'm I'm doing pretty well, but I won't lie. This digging deep into the stress responses and the chakra system has really caused me to reevaluate some of the ways I respond in my life. I mean, not just respond to stress, at least not to things I think of as stress, but just in general. My sense is that the last two episodes if you've had a chance to listen to them, have had you thinking too. I want to go over a few things that have come up this week. First, it seems like we should talk about the difference between flight and rest. Sometimes when there's a stressful event and we, and we don't feel like we can handle it, we go do something else. And, and maybe that because it's, that's something that I do, I think that's fine. I think it comes down to attention or intention and awareness. If the instinct is to run and we we just uh, avoid a situation mindlessly, that's flight. If we are avoiding seeing a person because we don't want to have a hard conversation that we know we need to have, that's flight. If there are a million things to do and we can't focus on anything or we, we simply feel overwhelmed and we go for a walk, to clear our heads so we can approach the situation in a few minutes, that's rest. It's a chosen response with the intention to go back to our stressor and respond later. It's a pretty fine line, right? Again, being aware of why we're taking our actions and liking the reason that we're taking them is the difference. Just like everything else in life, we get to make choices about how we respond. My suggestion isn't that we never flee from a situation, just that we we do it mindfully rather than as a knee-jerk reaction to our stressors. And, and, and that what we use to flee the situation is something that isn't causing us more harm than good. For example, if I get to the end of a long day and I know there's still work to be done, still that stress present, but I'm not going to be able to focus because I'm so tired I might opt for flight by sitting down to watch Netflix or or scroll through Instagram. No, it doesn't help me relieve my stress long term, but I've made an active choice. And honestly, 
there have been nights when I think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to deal with these emotions, this anger or frustration or sadness or whatever, but I just can't tonight. So I distract myself. And just because of who I am, I then set aside a time the next day where I know I'm going to spend time understanding and processing my emotions. Yes, I've chosen flight, but not as a forever option. I hope this makes sense. Honestly, you can respond to stress in whatever way works for you. Just be sure that it is, in fact, working for you, not compounding your stress in the long term. And be honest with yourself. That real self-reflection is the work we need to do. The second thing is that sometimes flight is the correct response for safety, physical or emotional or mental. You are not obligated to face down an abuser just so you're not in flight mode. You're not responsible for staying in a toxic or dangerous situation to prove anything to anyone or because you want to be sure your root chakra is balanced. Sometimes we fly and that's not just okay. It's good and necessary. Sometimes we fly and we figure out why later. That's also just fine. Trust yourself. And remember, none of these responses are bad. We have to have some response. These are just some options. Awareness is our best tool. But if you're wondering whether it's safe to stay someplace, maybe you just go and sort it out later. Our instincts are, are not things to ignore. I hope that clears up some of the questions you had about the flight response episode from last week. If you're new to the show and this made no sense, maybe you want to go back and listen uh, for clarification to last week's episode. We'll keep building on all this information, uh, but I'll try to give the basics, sort of a uh, need-to-know type stuff every week. So for the past two weeks, we've talked about the stress response, uh, what it is and which chakra might be responsible for the response that we instinctively choose, fight or flight, which I think are the most commonly known are the solar plexus and root chakra responses, respectively. And they were the first two. And today, we're getting into freeze. If we know that the stress response is the body's way of reacting to a perceived threat, whether it's real or imagined or acute or chronic, we know that the hormonal release and the activity in the brain is the same across most stimuli and responses. It doesn't seem to matter if the threat comes from a lion or your boss. Your body has a plan for dealing with the threat. And that's to release a bunch of chemicals into your blood to get your body ready to do whatever it needs to do. Then when the threat is over, our parasympathetic nervous system, the system responsible for counteracting the effects of the sympathetic nervous system, goes to work returning our bodies to normal. A slower heart rate, lower blood pressure, processing the stress out of our muscles and organs and blood. Our modern problem is that these stresses don't ever seem to go away. There's always something to do. Work or family or whatever it is that we feel needs to get done. Or the threat of a recession or political unrest or any number of real important things that are happening in our lives and in the world. So our sympathetic nervous system responds as if there is a constant 
threat to our very survival. And by and large, there isn't. But the nervous system doesn't know that. So we're always on guard, which is a very rough way to live. But it's so common that we're not even really sure what it would feel like to return to a normal baseline state. And so we have these responses, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, that we use to try to find that normal state. And one of them is freeze. Freeze isn't complicated. We're faced with a threat and we freeze. Physically, we take no action. We don't say anything. It's as if our bodies have shut down, that any message from the brain that we're in danger and might want to do something about it never gets translated to the body, which is one of the reasons this is a throat chakra imbalance. Um, More on that later. And in some circumstances, maybe this would work. If we're very still, maybe a predator loses interest. If we're still, maybe the world can move around us and we, we won't get run over, literally or metaphorically. Maybe if we're quiet enough, the threat will simply forget we're there. In our society, that's a lot of what we do in this response. I think of this response as happening in us when someone says something aggressive or sexist or racist and we're not expecting it. It feels like you could have said something, even should have said something, but we freeze, feeling a terrible fear that if we respond, we'll be in danger. So we say nothing. And then later, we have all these great ideas about comebacks or intelligent responses that we could have said, but didn't. We then regret not standing up for ourselves or standing up for others when we had the chance. But freeze in the moment was all we felt we could do. This can happen too when we get yelled at by a partner or coworker or anyone really. We start to take up less energetic space, maybe even physical space, our heart rate slow, and we start to feel detached, like we're not even there. Or you may experience sudden exhaustion or a feeling of heaviness. For me, the worst result of all of this is that in the aftermath, when, when you're processing what happened, you can start to feel stupid or embarrassed or guilty that you didn't do something, when now it's, it's so obvious that you should have. And if you ever feel this way after having the freeze response, please, please know you're not alone and you're not stupid. You likely did the best you could with what you had at the time. I don't want to get too deep into it because I'm not a therapist, but this response is extremely common in people with childhood trauma. When we're children, we we often can't fight back or run away. So we develop this other skill which is detaching from the situation. The freeze. Freeze is adaptive. It lets us survive situations that would be too much if we stayed in our bodies. It isn't wrong to freeze any more than it's wrong to fight or flee. And again, we're not picking these responses. They're instinctive and protective. We aren't responsible for making the choice. What I'm encouraging us to do is identify where we are in these stress responses and see if we can work toward responses that lower our stress levels overall. Freeze can also take place after a situation has passed. We get 
out of the dangerous situation. Again, it doesn't have to be physical danger. And we find ourselves unable to do anything. We just sit without being able to put thoughts together. And that fatigue sets in, that sense that we're absolutely unable to move. If you're living in constant stress with constant stress response, no wonder you're tired all the time. Your body and mind and soul are constantly trying to process stressful or traumatic event after event. And that wears down any reserve energy, any prana or life force that you might have, leaving us even less able to deal with stress in the future, more likely to freeze again. And the cycle just continues. Freeze can be physical, no movement or or no talking, mental, unable to think, emotional, detachment from our bodies and our feelings. All the information your body is taking in isn't being processed by the brain. And even if some of it is, the reaction doesn't get translated back to the body to react. This is a really challenging response and one as it's it's not nearly as well explored as fight and flight. We definitely have multiple chakras involved in this response and all the responses really since we we know that the chakras don't act in isolation. But this freeze response is especially prevalent in the throat chakra. A big reason and probably the most obvious is when we freeze and are unable to speak. Since the throat chakra is responsible for communication, if we can't express ourselves, that's a throat chakra issue. When we can't speak, when the words feel frozen inside of us, or we have a lump in our throats, or any other sensation that restricts the outward flow of energy through the mouth, we likely have a throat chakra that's closing up, getting blocked, uh, getting cloudy, however you choose to think about it. The throat chakra also governs hearing and listening and understanding verbal input. When we're unable to make sense of what we've heard, the throat chakra needs attention. Another reason this response is associated with the throat chakra is what I was talking about earlier, the relay of information from the brain to the body, or the other way, body to brain. The throat chakra is what we call a gateway chakra. It's an energetic and literal narrowing of the passage from brain to body. If too much information about what to do or say or whether to move or whatever is trying to make its way down your energetic channel, it can easily get backed up in the throat, resulting in us not doing or saying anything. If you're someone like me who already struggles with throat chakra issues, the freeze response is going to be a big one. Just shutting down and not responding in any way. And maybe that's okay with you. And this response is working in your life, which is great. If it isn't though, maybe you wish you were speaking up more or that you didn't disassociate from your body and emotions after a stressful situation. Maybe that was a tool that was useful for a while, but it isn't how you want to respond anymore. Or you you just want another option. It's like learning any response. This one can be unlearned with practice and patient and compassion. Just as we talked about trying to put a space between stimulus and the fight response or the flight response, it takes a little effort to change your instinctive response. In the freeze reaction, the space is kind of built in. You're in pause. 
The important thing is realizing you've paused, which is certainly easier said than done. But once you're aware of the symptoms of being in a freeze, it does get easier to notice. So hopefully you're a little closer to that awareness now than you were before you started listening. So what can we do? First, if your freeze response stems from childhood or adult trauma, look into getting some therapy. You'll be so much better equipped to understand yourself and your responses with professional help. The second and my favorite in the moment technique is to take a deep breath in and let it out slowly. That sounds so ridiculously simple, but it makes a huge difference. The air has to pass through your throat, moving the energy there around some. So not only do you get the physical benefits of a deep breath, you start to clear the energetic block you're experiencing. You could even clear your throat to get a little more movement there. Yes, I know. Remembering to do this when you're frozen, it, it will take some time. It'll be easier in less stressful situations, and those can act as practice for bigger ones. And let's not expect ourselves to change all at once. The other thing that can really help with the freeze response is mindfulness meditation. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you're probably so tired of me talking about mindfulness and meditation, but I can't stop. I won't stop. It is absolutely one of the best things that we can do for ourselves, and this is yet another application. Mindfulness helps us be aware of our thoughts and emotions, to be connected to our bodies instead of detaching from them. If you feel blank, or empty inside, that's the freeze response. And it it isn't particularly mindful. Mindfulness can allow us to stay present and deal with the situation at hand when appropriate. It's a tool and it's there to help us when the freeze response isn't useful. Remember, these responses are natural and important. We need to have them. The problem is that we're constantly using these responses rather than once in a while, which is what they're evolutionarily designed for. We're using acute responses for chronic stimuli. Using an acute response in an acute situation is appropriate and what our bodies are designed to do. That's that's not exactly what we're talking about here. And I want to be sure we have a full understanding of the difference These tools help us manage the chronic response and mitigate the damage done to our bodies and minds, not to mention our spirits. Next week, we'll talk about the fourth stress response and definitely one of the newest to be studied. Freeze and fawn are understudied, in my opinion. So it's one of those things that we're going to be left exploring on an individual level for a while. But the chakra system can give us tools to do just that. In this case, All of your throat balancing activities can help keep this energy center clear when you otherwise might respond by freezing. If you want to continue this conversation, please join me over on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at Your Chakra Coach. And yes, if you reach out to me, I'll respond. It's genuinely a pleasure to get to know you as an individual and make this communication a two-way street, you know. 
I'd also love for you to check out the Patreon page. It has videos and audio downloads and photos and more. But most importantly, your support really does help me make this show every week and put more energy into getting this out to you and to other people who need it. So thanks for checking that out and thank you for considering some support. I hope you have the best day and I look forward to chatting again soon. Bye.